Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, the only watch podcast that knows you shouldn't go searching for battle, you won't find any beast to slay, you have made it all the way to episode, ow, 257. Hello. Do you have an entire tea set on your desk? I have several, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you hear it? I have several, yeah. I have several things uh, in on my desk that I'm not using today. <laughs> Yeah, my desk gets like that, and then I get sad. Like, oh, is this, is this depression? <laughs> is this depression? You know, there's just it's 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 funny. Like, my I'll 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 go through these like spats where like we will we, to some I, I work from home full time. You work from home like sort of like hybrid, mm-hmm. but like I'll go through these spats where I'm just like I'll look at my desk and I'll just be like like it looks like that scene in Seven where like they went into the guy's apartment and there was just like shit and food everywhere and everything mm-hmm. like that like i gotta i remember i gotta clean i gotta clean this place and i'll totally clean this place and then i'll be like yeah i'm a proper functioning like human and then like it'll just take me like forgetting a coffee cup there for a day and yeah. all just comes like tumbling down again yeah that's so maybe that's that maybe that is depression <laughs> this looks like Christian Bale's place in The Machinist. <laughs> oh man, oh, this is too cool. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, this is gonna be a ton of fun, actually. So we 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 for 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 folks who may be new to TBWS, we actually have a series of segments that we try to return to every now and then. Michael, I don't think you and I have done one of our reoccurring segments in a while. Watch brands we know nothing about, affordable vintage watches, yep. Yep. Um, a couple others. It has been a while. It's been a while. And yeah. there's this one we've only done, I think, one or two other segments for. It's what I'd rather spend XYZ amount of money on. I think the first one was for... Um, the Space View? It was the Space. Yeah. It was the new Space View. <laughs> yeah, the, those are very expensive when they came out. Well, they're still very expensive. But are they? Because uh, it has like it has like the the um, toilet paper tube static electricity movement something. It's got some. <laughs> it's got something stupid in there. It's like it's like my my elementary science class experiment. Right. That's, thing. that's the only thing I could think of. Like I feel bad. I'm sure it's more sophisticated. Than I that. don't know if it is. I'm sure the principle is the same. I mean. <laughs> You know, a potato powers a light bulb. That's not to say that's the same thing that like a $20,000 chandelier will do. Obviously, some of the steps in between are different, but. I'd like like somebody from Accutron to like interview with us and be like, yeah, it's basically a potato. It's basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, when you were in school and you did like the potato with the tube. Yeah, that's basically what we did um, on the space. (laughs) I don't know why that guy is like Benny from the block. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the first voice I thought to do, but uh, but yeah, if anyone from from Accutron wants to come and correct me, that's cool, man. Tell me, you know what? Tell me it's not a toilet paper tube, static electricity dryer sheet experiment um, that we <laughs> may or may not have done. But that yes. was like a fourteen thousand dollar watch, and we did a segment called "What I'd Rather Spend Fourteen Thousand Dollars On," and so it's happened again. The bat signal, the TBW's back signal has flown, and 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 circumstances dictated we rehash this segment, Michael. And so for episode 257, we bring to you what I'd rather spend $3,500 on 
We're looking at you. 62 Moss reissue. We're, we're back. And it's, it's so <laughs> nuts to see watches that came and went and are being reissued again. Yep. Uh, it really makes you feel like you've been doing this uh, for way too long. Or we're in some uh, sort of hellacious version of Groundhog Day, even though I'm pretty sure <laughs> the regular version of Groundhog Day is probably some kind of form of hell. So, Like, we freaked out when the, the new Turtles came out, the 6309 reissues. I think we were both working at that place that we used to work at <laughs> way back. Yeah. And yeah. those were those were actually reissues of reissues. Seiko yeah. did that once before. Um which is wild to think about, and now now we're back here with uh, a watch that I'm very fond of. The 62 MAS was kind of do you remember big big news? Do you remember when the first the first the first time this thing got reissued and they were making the announcements and like we knew it was coming, but we didn't know the price? Do you remember how excited you were? I was so excited, and I was um, I th- I had just moved here, and I was. I was looking for, uh, I was trying to be really responsible at the time also. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't fallen down the stairs as some of us say. <laughs> uh, and, and I, I was, I was very hardcore about finding an exit watch. Like, yeah. Oh that yeah. One, that one diver and whatever. I don't have to care about anything else. And the 62 MAS was going to be it. Yeah. And then that thing came out and I think it was, you know, 4,500 bucks. It was like 5,000 bucks, which at the time, at the time, you know, the Rolex prices hadn't really gotten crazy. So I think maybe five digit subs were probably close to that range also. So I was like, oh man, a Seiko that costs as much as a, you know. That was the first watch that Seiko had released that sort of started to set that tone. That Seiko was trying to, I don't even, I don't even know if going up market is the right phrase, but Clearly, the first signal that Seiko was about to start asking for a lot more money for certain things. Yeah, if if not the first, certainly one of the first. Yeah. Um, and it, it yeah, because I, I think a lot of a lot of people were were thinking, um, oh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be just like the turtles that came out. Exactly. Pretty pretty vintage, correct? Nice, like five hundred bucks or something. You can get them all day. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not what it was. Nope. So. You know, here we are, and yeah, we we can talk about that. It's it's a uh, it's it's a watch. It's certainly <laughs> it's certainly a timepiece that one may or may not choose to wear, um, you know, on their wrist. It's it, there's a lot of nuances here. You have this amazing piece uh, uh, on the twobookwatchknobs.com website where you kind of you you cut down to the object in regards to how it is a sum of its parts. Like, is this object? And what it is, is this worth, you know, what they're charging based on what we know about the watch, previous versions of this watch, like what about this pricing is logical? And I know shame on me for trying to bring logic into price, like pricing with watches, because at the end of the day, I think watch pricing is kind of weird. It's really a matter of what someone will pay, which is a very nebulous concept in watches. Um, and this is a heart. This is a heart hobby. This is not a logic hobby. Yeah, I don't need this shit to keep my electricity going. You know what I mean? Like this, this is just something to help the crippling depression from creeping too far into my everyday experiences. Like that's yeah. what the watch, watch hobby is. You know, it's a novelty. The, you know, what I mean? the buy the the buy it now dopamine hit. <laughs> I haven't bought anything in so long. 
Yeah, oh, we got to talk about that too because it sounds like you and I are, are just kind of crushing over a handful of things. It, it's just there, there's no there's no rhyme or reason behind this little cluster of watches that I've been looking at. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, we, we can talk about that we as well because it probably falls into the stuff that we'd rather spend on. It actually does. Some of mine, uh, two of mine technically do. Two yeah. of mine technically do. So, so, that's, so that's it. Episode 257 of the podcast. We'd rather spend $3,500 on Looking at you, 62 Moss reissue, here here we go again. But first, Michael, would you like to honor tradition? In, 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 in honor of, of Seiko bringing us back on this Groundhog Day journey from hell, would you like to honor tradition and do an audio wrist check with me? Yeah, I'm wearing a Seiko. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm not. What are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing kind of an old school, uh, well, it's not, it's not this one, but it was a watch that I was very crazy about in in some of the earlier tbws episodes uh i had one i got rid of it i saw it a deal and i snagged another one um okay and this this combo it was maybe like a month ago or something it's the uh seiko skx 011j1 and it is the uh because i went so long i went so long without having a seiko that was you know the the SKX style case that we all, you know, love. Yeah. Uh, and this one specifically is the orange one. Yeah. Uh, it's got the, uh, unlike the GMT that I reviewed, it's got a matte flat orange dial. Uh, it's not the sunbursty <clears throat> dial you get on the, the orange GMT. So I really, I really like this orange and you got the gilt, the gilt on the, uh, on the bezel and the hands and stuff and uh the other one that i had i i I combined it with the uncle straps you know he was uncle seiko at the time uh, right z199 uh clone bracelet it's just really cool combo i i might i might try that again but now i just have it on a very old at this point uh gray toxic uh nato which has it's it's Patinaed <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I always get nostalgic when I find like a toxic NATO. Like, um, my, my wife and I are in the process of like redoing this filing cabinet that we have. Like, so we just have to start because, like, now that my now that my son is born, we have like all these new life documents associated with him that I have to like you know not keep in a cigar box above my refrigerator. So like we we're trying to like redo the file cabinet and like. I found the cache. I found the cache of eighteen millimeter toxic natos that I bought from Terry. Do you remember this? Wow! And he stopped doing that like not long into doing that. That's that's the funny thing. So like, I remember this. This is when he was still doing. This is when he was still uh, toxic natos forever ago. And uh, I asked him like, I'm like, do you have any eighteen millimeter? It's forever eighteen millimeter straps. He's like, he's like, oh no, you know, I stopped doing them. But like, I just have a bunch in my house. I can sell you all of them. And I was like, how many is it? It's like 30 or 40. <laughs> can, I, can I have some? Hey, I'll send you some. I just bought them all. I'm like, yeah, it's great. I'll just buy them on car. I'll just buy them all. Because um, I love 18s on, on 20 lugs. Yeah. I, I just, I love doing that. It's the, uh, the majority of them are the single pass ones. That's cool. Yeah. And my wife has been wearing a, a 30, uh, it's like 37 mil or something Seiko five modded lately that, oh, that nice. she really, really loves. And she's just, she wants a ton of straps to match outfits or whatever. Where'd you, where'd you mod it? I didn't mod it. I bought it from someone who, who modded it. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's kind fun. of one. Of, it's one of those Mac V uh, 
mods. Oh, okay. Is it fun? Yeah. Yeah, she she really likes it. Hell yeah. That's cool. That's a good she one. Wears, wears it more than the Rolex we just serviced. <laughs> I forgot you still have that thing. That thing is fun, though, but I do I do yeah. hear you. It's it's not it's not everyday watch sort of material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got. This, you know, kind of uh, just really, really fun Seiko. I don't know. Uh, you know, I feel like we went through this period where folks got really scared about the 7s26 mm-hmm. uh divers being discontinued and then the prices went really nuts <laughs> and people bought i don't know nos examples to keep in a safe for 40 <laughs> years that's gonna be their their tiffany nautilus one day i don't know <laughs> this uh, is gonna be my action comics number one <laughs> like sure whatever you say pal and now it seems like the prices have gone back down and mm-hmm. You know, but the one the one that is still high that I also owned and kind of miss is the SKXA35 yellow dial. Oh yeah, that was that was dumb because <laughs> 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 I got it for a really good price. So I assume with your SKX011, your orange dial, I assume you paid thirty five hundred dollars for it. No, I did not. Oh, well, that doesn't make sense. Isn't that how much Seiko divers cost now? Uh, one, I, I'm, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be okay with that. We, we can get to that. <laughs> what, what are you wearing? <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy, nothing new. We'll talk new watches in a bit, but, um, I'm wearing my Christmas chrono. I'm wearing the, uh, my, my Orient JDM, my Orient Neo seventies Christmas chrono, um, JDM model limited edition. There's a thousand of them. It's, it was made to commemorate Christmas in Japan for 2016, I believe. Uh, I bought mine. Ah, online when I first learned about the watch but this is probably one of the original examples of you know quote unquote Kaz Teal like this is probably the watch that put me on the path to just having an affinity for Teal kind of seafoam uh, uh, you know dial uh, watches and everything like that but uh, given the fact that it's um, it's as hot as fucking crematoria right now here in Florida I'm like you know I should probably get the Christmas chrono some sunshine because it's a it's a solar quartz chrono and you and I could talk about chronographs if you'd like Michael but I find quartz chronographs are the way to go what do you what do you think yeah I uh, <laughs> I'm having some issues with a mechanical chronograph right now that is quite expensive and Oof. we'll probably have to go back to Switzerland for three months. Uh, I can hunt down a Christmas chrono for you. Dude, what a journey that would be for me to find a Christmas chrono for you. Well, you know what watch I tried on the other day uh, mm. in a grocery store? Ooh, I like this. I like where this is going. That was another early TBWS thing where we found, or I found watches in a Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie, that. <laughs> yes, so I found, I, I was at a random Fred, we got Fred Meyer here, and... It was. Fuck is Fred I, I, is that a grocery store? Yeah, I stopped to use. I stopped to use the bathroom, um, and I, I walked in, and there's a there's a jeweler inside this grocery store. It was huge. It's like the size of a Costco. Okay. And I got to try on. I just I walked over to. This, eh, they're probably not going to have anything. Maybe some G shocks. But they had the forty three point five millimeter Lunar Pilots. Oh shit! How was and it? It's it's really good. It's really, really good. The sizing, the sizing is, you know, on paper it doesn't seem like a lot, but on wrist, it's. You feel the difference. I think it's. I think it's more wearable. 
Um, I'm also I'm I, also fighting packaging for a snack right now, so please disregard. What What are you having? I don't know what the fuck these are. We we I have a gluten allergy to ruined and improved my life. So we were at Costco. Costco has great just random gluten free snacks. Mm-hmm. It's these little bobo baked things. It's just called bobos. It's bobo strawberry stuffed oat bite. <laughs> it's like a little. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but that's 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 the if I'd go quartz chronograph, that might be. Are you thinking? Are you, are you thinking about, about grabbing one? Well, that's one of that's one of the things. That I guess that's one part of my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing the Christmas Chrono, tried and true TBW's classic. Um, probably one of the more recognizable watches in the TBWS arsenal. I think. Um, there are like there are a handful of watches very clearly associated or at least correlated with TBWS. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably one of the more um, recognizable ones. Oh, this yeah. thing is fucking awesome, dude. Like, it's so good. It's 42 millimeters. So what's funny is everything about this watch would make me, in terms of the sizing, let me, let me grab my calipers. Everything about the sizing of this watch, if I saw this online, I wouldn't buy it. Mm. So it is... It's about 42 millimeters in diameter. It is about 51 millimeters lug to lug. All right. And in terms of thickness, it's, I'd say it's about maybe 13 and a half millimeters thick. And that 51 lug to lug is no, probably probably doesn't feel that way. No, not at all. This thing was amazing. Nice. This is another example of me. I, I shouldn't get scared about specs on paper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it can really work out. Sometimes it can be disastrous. I'm telling you, man. So, but we can, we can, I think in conjunction with the, the main topic, we can talk about watches that are on our radar as well. But that's what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing this thing. I still love this watch. I was afraid. I haven't worn it in a while. I was afraid I was going to throw it on and be like, Ew. I was afraid. Ooh, you want to go down memory lane? I was <laughs> afraid. I'm sorry if you can hear me chewing. I was afraid I was going to wear this watch. And the same thing that happened with the, Remember my Orient Star GMT? Yeah. I thought the same thing was going to happen with that watch. Because that watch, I loved everything. It's just a little too thick. And mm-hmm. so it got a little too top-heavy. And it only became apparent to me after I'd worn my Grand Seiko, uh, cor- uh, the, the Quartz, my SPG V233, the titanium one, for so long. Yeah, that's like wearing a, a nylon like a or a Livestrong bracelet. <laughs> that's... <laughs> You probably don't like realize it. It's like wearing a hair tie. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot I had this hair tie on my wrist. Mm-hmm. I got to get into titanium. I'm telling you, man. I just love, I just love how light it makes the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because of the um, the 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 like the thermal, what the hell is the phrase? Just because of the 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 just because of the nature of titanium, it takes on the temperature of whatever it's against very quickly. So it very quickly rises to your own body temperature. So it's not heavy. You don't feel like you're wearing this big clunky cold piece of metal on your wrist. And you just, you literally just forget it's there. That's so cool. It's really fucking nice, dude. I super, super dig it. If you like titanium watches, you can go and check out our best titanium watches piece written by, uh, written by Nathan, on the TBWS uh, website, 
mean, I think we talked about that last time, but there's a bunch of really cool um, titanium pieces on there as well. But, but yeah, check it out. We're, we're doing we're doing housekeeping, very important housekeeping now. We can transition to housekeeping. I mean, do you want to talk about the, Christ, the Christmas carnival some more? <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> we, we transition to housekeeping. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing this thing. I thought I would get it some sunlight. Um, it wasn't doing the double click, like the double tick thing yet. But I'm like, uh, uh, it's probably getting close. So, but I'm, the, I'm uh, very happy. I still love this watch. I was afraid I was going to wear it, and then I wasn't going to love it anymore. The citizen was doing that for a little bit, but then I just put it on for a day. That's, it's good to go. Depending on how much sunlight you got on there, you're good for like half a year. Yeah, I think it's six months at a time. Is what yeah. they say a full charge is. So, and a full charge, I think it's only like a few hours of direct sunlight. Direct, like accumulated sunlight, not straight sunlight. So, hmm. that's super cool. But yeah, let's transition. Good wrist check, by the way. Um, look at us. Look at, look at us. Two, two. Who would have thought? Two watches <laughs> under a K. <laughs> who would have thought? Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> look at look at us. I just thought about that Paul Rudd meme. Yeah, look at us. It's two guys for two watches yeah. under a thousand bucks. Finally, that's good. We did it. Go team. <laughs> let's transition to housekeeping. For for those calling us sellouts. I don't care. We are yeah. you aren't paying my bills. People at <laughs> so, who, who are we selling out to? I don't know. Not Seiko. Not for this episode. No. I don't. I don't know if we'll. I don't know if we'll get that factory visit we've always wanted. Oh, but Michael, <laughs> I want the free T-shirt. I'd, I'd assume they. I don't know. I'd, I assume they give you a free T-shirt, um, <laughs> and you get to like wear it, and like everyone that works at the factory can sign it. Like just like rant. Like 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 the janitor will sign it. I don't know. That sounds sweet. <laughs> That sounds really nice. They invite me to the company like softball game afterwards, and like you know, it'll, be, it'll just it'll just be nice. It just sounds it just sounds nice. Yeah, basically, yeah, it does. Let's transition to housekeeping topics. So, go and check out twobookwashknobs.com. Um, in addition to the piece we'll be talking about mainly today, that is, um, let, me actually, let, me, let, me, let me get the actual reference number. Um, in addition to the, the to this Seiko. SJE0936 Mosby uh, issue piece. Um, there are other there are a couple other pieces in the site to check out. Um, by the time y'all hear this show, um, Nathan's new piece on uh, best micro brand watches should be live as well. That is a super fun piece. Um, you and I have had such an interesting relationship with micro brand watches, and and Nathan has. Um, as well so he injects a lot of really interesting just experiences and insights into there and it's just it was um it's cool it's cool that piece is actually kind of what sparked a little bit of my my watch lust <laughs> yeah you started to see a, a ton of this stuff that you probably haven't paid attention to for a while nothing i hadn't really thought about and i was like oh shit that's right oh, so so go and check that out should be on the site by the time you all hear the show in addition to that michael you have got some um you have a review Wait, was your was this marathon TSO review up from Bo from Aggressive Timing yeah, Habits? That's that's up. Um, you have this yes. Monta piece. What's this Monta piece? The Ocean King. There's a new Ocean King uh, version three now, which uh, that is that is the Monta watch. I yeah. think they they kind of broke onto the scene with that diver, and they were um, they were one of the first brands smaller boutique brands, micro brands, whatever you want to call it, uh, that said, you know what, we're going to try to bust into the, uh, you know, the four, the four figure pricing. Yep. And 
Dude, the internet was the watch internet world thing was on fire. I remember. <laughs> even even like attacking the uh, reviewer that kind of helped them, you know, get it mm. out there. And you know, you know you see you see a ton of micro brands now that are just casually into the thousand dollar plus range. Um, and it's just cool to see that you know the watch is taking them so far, and they're 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 being intentional about how they separate. The Ocean King Diver from the SkyQuest, from the Atlas, and all that other stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, there's like minor, minor changes to the watch, but um, folks, folks have been waiting for a new Ocean King for a while. So that's uh, that's what that's about. So within Mata, it's interesting. All these pieces that they do. So the fucking the Ocean King was it the Atlas? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Was this the what's the other one? SkyQuest, SkyQuest, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have the Noble. Mm. All of these models are clearly distinctly different but they're able to operate in this shared Monta language they look like they're at least from the same brand mm-hmm. you know yeah. I've seen some watches where some releases between you know different different series they're just so fucking wacky and different yeah and so mm-hmm. I think I think what at least you and I are starting to try to look for or appreciate more in um, micro brands is not a brand that can just pop out something that's like cool or you know quirky or interesting but like a brand that takes the actual act of being a brand very seriously because at the end of the day like what i think i talked a little bit about this in my um i have a piece on the site for best uh or like our favorite like luxury watch brands and so i talk a little bit about what makes a luxury watch brand a luxury watch brand and that's applicable to just a brand in general. So the idea of a brand, it's not just you're trying to articulate or evoke something to your audience or to the user, but you're doing it through your watch, but you're doing it through your watch through the medium of, of design. And so that's the difference. It's design and then it's just dartboarding a bunch of cool features into a watch and just yeah. random. You know what I mean? So very few brands actually know how to design designing is not pointing at a catalog or saying you know oh i want this or i want a green dial like designing is like what do i want to say or evoke with this object and so i think i think Monta does that really well historically notice has also done that really really well um mm-hmm. yeah. especially with a lot of the earlier pieces you know um it's just hard to find a micro brand that does that i think I think that for me was a really big changing point, um, and I just, I just, I, I just revisited that whole train of thought just because I was looking at this at Nathan's um, best micro brand piece, so that's why it's just fresh in my head. But, but yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that's what that is. And um, what other, what other articles are up there? Circular. The hell is that? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a review of the Circular Pro Trail, uh, old radium. A limited edition that watch that watch is so cool i, t- I took it on uh, just a little trip to uh suquamish and it was uh you know we're talking about field watches that aren't really conventional field watches that's yeah. that's, that's that's a really good wow, example it's cool yeah if you look uh, i i saw those uh at wind up nyc and you know what immediately grabbed my attention was the fact that it was an old German brand mm. and it's revived. Okay. Revived by who? And it's literally the dudes 
grandson like at the table <laughs> no, like, that's my, cool. my grandfather had this brand and now i do it uh so you know he puts out some pretty cool field watches there's crazy gmt that he makes uh, uh, a compressor case diver uh but that field watch is is to me a, a flagship model for circula and that one is very special 99 pieces um oh, and wow. Yeah, if you look at the sides of the case, I was gonna say just, I love the side of the case, dude. That is cool. Yeah, that's that was that was hard to send back because <laughs> as I was writing the review, uh, you know, I was I was making sure my specs were right, and I was on the website and noticed that. So I had it on this sailcloth strap, but you can get it in a matching black bracelet. Oh, yeah, that's that's a cool look for that watch, probably. Yeah, you maybe some- you should. You got some killer shots. Thank you, thank you. Maybe you should add Circula to your list. I don't know. That's a that's a field watch. Yeah, I to check that out. I can check this one out. That's a cool one. That's definitely mm-hmm. definitely a cool one. Uh, in addition to that, huge shout out and thank you to uh, Jeremy Freed and the Wall Street Journal buy side team for including us um, on their site uh, on the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal has a section of their site now called Buy Side where they give. Um, purchasing reviews and you know best of lists and everything like that and so there's a piece that um we collaborated on or just kind of shared some quotes for them on on the was it here the 15 best men's watch upgrades according to collectors and stylists uh i guess you and i collectors because we're certainly not stylists you're a a fashionista (laughs) i'm wearing mickey mouse pajamas at 3 p.m and an old work shirt from a place i don't work anymore I have a I cat told, who's trying to get my attention right now. I told my wife, I said, honey, look, this is so cool. Uh, we're, we're, you know, they, they put us on this Wall Street Journal thing. She's like, wow, that's awesome. And my next, uh, the next thing I told her was, they probably don't know that we talk about wieners. Um, yeah, I would imagine someone would have found that eventually, but too late. It's on the website. <laughs> too late. Too late. No, no, no. I mean, huge shout out to Jeremy, Jeremy Freed. Um, he, he's the writer yeah. of the piece. He listens to the show. He's familiar, so he knew. Okay. <laughs> he knew what he was getting, what he was getting into. <laughs> I just scared my cat. But yeah, so go and check that out. Wall Street Journal. Uh, I'm not going to give you the URL. I'm not going to say it. It's just really weird. It's, just, go to the Wall Street, just go to the Wall Street Journal. Go to Buy Side. If you go to the actual buy side section, it's the most popular piece um, on the right-hand side. You'll see which is most popular. 50 Best Men's Watch Upgrades. And then um, we'll probably put a link in the show notes or something like that. But um, huge shout-out to the team. Thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, kind of cool. Fun stuff. My parents still don't know I do this. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So they don't have to. It's fine. I've, I've, we've been in GQ. We've been in the New York Times. Now we've been in Wall Street <laughs> Journal. And I'll never tell my parents. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can't know what I do. But yeah, so super, super cool. Go and check that out. Uh, I guess specifically on that, on that, on that piece. Uh, I had a note in the intro talking about, um, you know, why we wear watches today and everything like that. But then in the piece, I had two recommendations. Uh, my my two recommendations it was uh for your statement watch i said the belova computron <laughs> that'll make a statement that'll make a statement a battlestar galactica statement 
Um, and then uh, I think for distinct, yeah, distinctive design. I do you remember these Rado True Squares? Do you, you ever see these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was the other one that I chose for for uh, for that. But go and check it out. Super super cool. Um, I think that's it for housekeeping stuff. But yeah, go and check out the site twobookwatchnaps.com. Constantly putting stuff out there. You you have a piece. You have a review coming up this week. Yeah, there's going to be a, a CWC review coming up. And, uh, you know, I think about that watch a lot, too. That one has come into the collection and left twice. Mm. And and I thought, oh, I have some, you know, I want to do a quick write-up. And as I'm as I'm, I'm writing up the piece, I'm selling myself on it again. <laughs> I was just like, damn, this thing is cool. <laughs> We're all the authors of our own destruction. Yeah. That's okay. Good point. <laughs> That is A-okay. Go and keep an eye out for that piece. Tons of fun stuff on the site, twobookwashnops.com. Michael, main topic. What would you rather spend $3,500 on? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a that's a nice chunk of change, uh, you know, all things said. Yeah, I... Uh, well, do, do, well do, do, do we first want to talk about why that's an, a ridiculous amount of money for this watch? For this, for the Seiko SJE093-62 mass reissue? Let's talk about it. Then I guess I can... Let's talk about it. I guess I could start. So, <laughs> so we've talked about the 62 MAS a lot. It is, it's the, it is the single unit of Seiko dive watch DNA. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it, uh, from the 62 MAS, we've had this outpouring of legendary Seiko, Seiko divers, the 6105s, the 6309s, the tunas. They, they all kind of, they stem from this singular moment in Seiko dive watch history. And, um, you know, you can tell that Seiko has great respect for, for the watch. They've yeah. come out with a ton of spinoffs and other reissues. But even before this, there have been pricey reissues that are, I think more limited, but they have, you know, they have like blue dials or burst dial. Like there, there was always one little thing that, um, really distinguished it from a, a one-to-one recreation uh and this watch came out and you know the the first thing i'll say is that it is visually beautiful it is it a hundred percent is the closest uh we've ever gotten to that modern one-to-one creation the same way i have with my doxa sub 300 uh the same way you get with um i don't know the cwc Mellor 72 it is, it is the closest we've gotten. Um, if if you've been looking for that modern sixty two MAS from Seiko, even the SLA zero one seven, the one that came just before this with the eight L movement, uh, that right. one was forty, and people still ate it up. It, it was uh, it was a popular watch, and they still sell. I think the prices are definitely way higher compared to um, what it was when it came out. But that's right. uh, that's what this watch is. It is. Seiko's attempt to once again, uh, you know, bring us the 62 MAS, their first, their first dive watch. Mm -hmm. What it is, it's, it's really above all else. It's a really nice skin diver. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're we're talking about. It's a, it's a really nice skin diver. Uh, you get, um, yeah, we, we can talk about comparisons, but, but that's where we're at. Um, the watch came out, and I, I think it got picked up by a lot of the European bloggers first. 
and you know they they wrote their releases and stuff and i saw it and people saw okay this is a new one but it's 3700 euros and you know i saw it and i didn't think much of it um you know it's the 62 mas again it probably has in my head i thought it was going to have that same sort of uh high beat grand seiko movement right um but it doesn't it it's it's actually uh it's the same know, movement as the one that was um what did you write well it's a, it's so it is it is a new movement in the sense that it is uh, a slim down version of what they call the 6L35 mm. which debuted in a limited edition presage uh, dress watch in I think 2018 and that watch was 2200 bucks uh, for for some added context so they took that movement and they slimmed it down I think the I think the emergence of this new movement is interesting because you could see it as uh, not obviously not a low grade six R or four R movement, but something a little something a little higher grade, not necessarily an eight series movement, but something slimmer that they could use to slim down more watches. Sure. So the existence of this new movement, I think, is probably more exciting than the watch itself, <laughs> just because of what it, what it means for you know, maybe future releases that Seiko can slim down. Um, but the reason they did that was to get closer to the dimensions of the 62 MAS. Again, the, the SLA 017 was 40, and I forget the thickness. It's it's all in the article. But um, pricing, the pricing at the time was 3,700 euros. Uh, and that's not far off from what we were paying for the watch when it had an 8L movement. 8L, yeah. Now, in, in the watch blogosphere, you know, everyone is pretty much blindly masturbating to the press release mm-hmm. with zero criticism whatsoever. <laughs> and like, if you want to if you want to read blogs like that, there's like 47 of them. Mm-hmm. So you landed here and I'm just telling you how I feel. <laughs> I don't have a diary. I have TBWS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a diary or friends. I have two book All right. That's my foghorn destruction. The exactly. um, well, I mean, no. That well, let's address that. I mean, it's one of those things that we see happen a lot that I think causes a lot more damage than I think other folks in the watch journalism and watch content industry realize. You can't just blanket say every release from a watch brand is awesome. Like, you can't. You can't do that. You actually have to scrutinize what's happening, because what's going to start happening is you're going to get people who. People listen to watch quote unquote bloggers and journalists more than I think some of those journalists realize. Like you might put up a press release that says, like, oh yeah, this watch for ten thousand bucks is a not this watch, but it's like a different watch. For ten thousand bucks is a is a great deal. Someone might read that and be like, Oh wow, that is a great deal. I should try to jump on it, or I should try to save up for that watch. But like you, as the watch content person, you're just being on a piece of content. But the user potentially might be making financial decisions based yeah. on the shit you're putting out there. You can't just say everything is awesome. Like, you know. And now Michael and I were talking offline. The reason the reason all these watch blogs do that is because they don't want to piss off a watch brand because they eventually want to get some kind of funding. Or they want that brand to, like, buy ads on their site or whatever. Like, Yeah, or, or maintain, maintain, like, a positive relationship to, uh, you know, keep consistent that stream of content yeah uh, and I, 
Seiko doesn't know who I am. So I was not concerned. <laughs> so, I don't think they'll ever know who I am. But, you know. Not pissing off a brand is not really something that we... I, I just, you just, I just don't give a shit. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so yeah, no, we we might have early on, but um, yeah, not not twenty twenty three. Well, I think Mike. <laughs> I think everyone's free to change their minds or change their approach when they're just starting out and they're learning. Like we were just like we started this thing in September two thousand sixteen, like that was a different world, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know it I mean? it really it really was, and I I think you know there there have been comments coming into the post, and I I appreciate everybody just. You know dropping their thoughts that's that's awesome and i think you guys make some some really good points um so a, a, a development after this came up is that apparently and i've never seen this for a seiko oh, piece yeah. because i found pricing in british pounds i found pricing in euros um uh and apparently it's not a direct conversion for usd here in the states people like topper they're actually selling this for 3500 which is not the conversion from 3,700 euros. So I haven't seen this before. I mean, it's very typical for us to get pricing, especially from Seiko in the past in Euro. And many other brands do the same thing when they send, send us pressures or if we see something, you know, news of something initially, you might just get it in Swiss francs or, and it's generally understood that you can convert and think, okay, this is more or less what I'm going to pay. But, you know, for this watch in the U.S., it's less than what other people are getting it for, I guess, technically. Uh, so apparently 3500 Um, You know, we, we made that correction on the site, and I'm, I'm just kind of like standing on that corner and thinking, okay, down, down a little bit more. Um, and I, I just, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's not, it's not much better. That's actually a really, really good point. I have never seen... You know what should be really funny? What if it's a typo? And they're just like, oh, let's just keep it. What if they What if they saw how mad Mike from TBWS got? <laughs> we got to make this cheaper for the Americans. For we got to make, make Michael happy. Burgerland has to pay less for it. Burger? Are we Burgerland? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I've never seen that. I wonder if that's going to be a new trend. Yeah, and... Look, um, you know, in spaces like Reddit, I, people are actually way more upset. And I, I was watching, there, there's a guy who runs a channel that I like. I think it's called ID Guy. And he brought up a good point. Not necessarily not necessarily talking about uh, some kind of downgrade in movement. Right. But what his issue was is that Seiko is just, apparently hasn't really taken steps to improve their accuracy. So this oh, movement, the 6L, I think is still, you know, Seiko advertises something like plus minus 15. And that's pretty I, unacceptable. I, I'm really sorry. Can you hear my son screaming in the background? He's mad too. <laughs> Even, that's fine. I'm so, I'm so sorry, dude. That's fine. It's three people talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me, let me try closing my door. <laughs> Don't do it. Just leave it. This is, Just, this is us now. I have a six-week-old son, and he's very upset about the Seiko. Yeah, and, and that's so. That's that's a good point. Um, it, I I didn't really think about that, but um, you know, Seiko movements—they can just be so sporadic. It's yeah. he, he calls it the Seiko lottery. You know, on uh, on my desk now, I have I have a four R movement, 
that's within like two seconds a day from some random Chinese brand. Mm. I have a six R movement equipped watch. That's almost a thousand dollars. And it's losing like 25 seconds. <laughs> I think the Seiko lottery used to be a uh, aligned, uh, aligned chapter rings. Remember? That's, or that's, that's part of it too. That's part of it too. <laughs> that used and, to be so inconsistent. And in the article, I, I linked to a video from Spencer Klein where he, he went really deep on the, the previous, the SLA 017 with the 8L movement. And he, mm-hmm. he puts it on the time graph and it's just, he's talking about just how weak the amplitude was uh, and how it's just, it's not running the way a $4,000 watch should be. And, you know, there's, there's great risk to spend 3,500 on this one and, and get something similar. So with Seiko not really tightening their, uh, their movement regulation, um, it, it can be kind of, it can be kind of a gamble to just what be if, like, yep, thirty five hundred bucks, whatever. What if Seiko? What if Seiko discovered that the majority of folks don't really have accuracy on their radar? I mean, probably. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, but th- this is this is definitely an enthusiast watch, though. This is that's a good point. This is not a casual and, and walk into a walk into a grocery store purchase. People have told me like, whatever, whatever you say doesn't matter because they're still going to sell, and they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. They're going to sell and it's going to be, honestly, probably people like me. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I don't care. I've been waiting for this forever. You know, even a even a part of me, when I saw the correction to 35, I thought, eh, maybe. <laughs> like if this thing was, if this thing was like 2,700 instantly. Yeah. Something, something around there, like 2,700, I I'd get it. Um, but it's, it's tough, man. And, uh, going back to the accuracy thing, there's a, there's a very prominent, uh, dealer in the Orlando, Florida area that had a, a large 4th of July weekend sale recently. Just, just say his name. There's like, there's literally no one else who that could be. <laughs> I feel like we need to do ad reads at this point, whatever <laughs> Maybe we'll get in touch, but yeah, dude, David SW had like these auto coupon code things. And one of the watches that I've been lusting after, I have a story about this watch, by the way. Ooh, okay. Um, is just, again, those ceramic speed masters with the wave dials, the update of... Oh, the Seamasters, you mean? Yeah, of your watch, the 300M. Yeah, dude. And, dude, that's certified uh, once and then Metas certified, cased up. Yep. And with that freaking coupon code, it was like 3500 3, or $3,600. That was, was an very, amazing sale. It was. It was <laughs> really hard for me to get through that. <laughs> so that's like it's like a meta-certified Omega, you know, for <laughs> for what Seiko is, is talking about here. And, you know, I brought up the Black Bays as well. The Black yeah. Bays have been dropping down to, like, the mid 2k range on the I, used I, market. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm seeing the bb58s like yeah mid high twos dime a dozen now even <laughs> even the blue ones that people were paying like four know, or five thousand bucks for yeah way way above so i don't know man it, it's uh it's a shame because i i love i love that watch and not long not long before this came out seiko released the uh the 55th anniversary seiko 5 sports model and they did 
what they usually do, they they do a, a very vintage correct release accompanied by what they usually call reinterpretations. Right. So the SRPK-17 is a recreation of the 6106-8120. And it's like, as far as I can tell, the measurements are spot on. It's like, mm. it is the same watch. Uh, and that thing is 410 euro is the... <laughs> the the price that they came out with and so like wh- why is it that they why why not charge 3500 for this thing put the 6l movement in this thing and and charge 3500 you know it's it looks like an old non-chronograph speed timer type thing that people go nuts for so yeah i don't know but whatever uh it, they even do the old seiko 5 logo which i've never i didn't think they'd they'd do again that, that really? was, I didn't even I didn't even notice really. That was kind of crazy. They went as far as to use the old Seiko Five logo. That's that's kind of that's a cool watch. That's, that's a different cool. different story. <laughs> but yeah, just that's that's one example. Those those Omegas and you know, sale or not, I've I think I've even seen them in in the three and a half k range. Sometimes people people price them really low. So that's what you'd rather spend thirty five hundred. That that's one of the watches you'd rather spend thirty five hundred bucks on. Yeah. Quick side note. You're, uh, uh, we have a casualty in the uh, the one watch guy space. You remember oh. the you remember the lawyer friend that I I brought up sometimes where yeah. he he you know he's gonna get married. He saw a Speedmaster in the window. Oh yeah, and his fiance bought it for him, and we were so envious. Yeah, because uh, he was just happy with his Speedmaster. Well, there's one watch. It's not the case anymore. I met up with him in Seattle uh, this past <laughs> Friday. And he was wearing that freaking blue ceramic Omega 300 meter Seamaster. Oh, wow. Huh. And I was like, what <laughs> happened, man? I'm like, we've talked about you on the show. You were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he's like, oh, no, I got this. And now I'm looking at Grand Seiko. And oh, maybe this Rolex. God. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I got to try that watch on just uh, again. I've tried it on like a bajillion times but that's was it nice yeah Yeah. and in some (laughs) cases i think you know that's that's one watch to think about i don't know what do you think i'd rather spend i'd rather spend 35 300 bucks on that omega like like hell yeah i i i I, so okay so in terms of in terms of what i'd rather spend 3500 bucks on my choices are just totally random because i thought about it purely as a financial decision you know what i mean there's only i think one watch on here which could potentially be sort of a vintage diver uh kind of like analogy or competitor but the first thing on here is one of the things that you reminded me about uh i'd probably rather spend 3500 bucks on a tuition fund a future tuition fund for my son that's a thing that's a thing you gotta you gotta fit that into the watch budget somehow it's certainly a thing you know originally my original tuition uh fund plan for him was i was going to take an envelope put something in the envelope Wait till he was 18. He was 18. I give him the envelope and he opens it and there's just going to be a scratch off, like a lottery scratch off ticket in there. <laughs> that was my original plan. Um, my, my wife didn't like that. I don't understand why. I thought it was a great plan. Um, so, but maybe actually using 3500 bucks towards that would make sense. But if we're talking about watches, honestly, dude, for less than 3500 bucks, if I wanted to get a vintage dive watch with serious street cred, with a movement that honestly would probably operate better and be a lot easier for me to maybe service down the road, I'd get a Doxa. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. 
That's if true. I was looking for, if what attracted me to the 62 Moss was the vintage diver aspect, like I would go quinted, quintessential vintage diver. And honestly, for like a thousand bucks, I think you can get one of those, what is it, like the sub 200 T's? Is that what it is? You get the sub 200s or, you know, you see the, um, they started to do the sub 300 reissues also, which is mm. kind of just like, just like mine. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, those, those are sold used sometimes like, yeah, cheaper than the Seiko. I just get that. Hell, yeah. I'll buy three. I'll buy three of them. <laughs> three different colors. The white, they, the, the white, the black and the orange. Yeah. yeah. They come in there and they're, well, I mean, maybe I might, there's like a teal one. I always like, I've always loved this teal, this like aquamarine they do. So maybe I'll get that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, that was the first thing that I wrote. That was the first thing that I wrote down. Yeah, I, I'm still I'm still pretty tortured by the Seiko because I, I still think it's I uh I don't I don't hate it. I just don't think it's I don't think it was properly uh I guess executed in the way of value and price and, and all. It's not that. worth thirty five hundred bucks. It it really isn't. And I just Again, when when you when you factor in that that Seiko lottery, you know, thirty five hundred. Again, Seamasters, Black Bays. It's Doxes. really it's really funny those disrep- discrepancies and those uh, the lack of consistency with like uh, a bezel, you know, uh, inserts or chapter rings or in this case, uh, movement accuracy. Sorry, I punched my I punched my laptop. That was never a very big deal. Well, I mean, it was, but it's less of a big deal when we were talking about $400, $500 watches. Yeah. But to your point, and to the point of the person that you were alluding to, at a $3,500 watch, that stuff is not acceptable. And as that's <laughs> that's why I, I linked to that Spencer Klein video. It was it was happening with the other one. Oh, that was his, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It was, hap- it was happening with the Grand Seiko level movement. <laughs> Some Something off about them. So... Uh, I don't know. I I think I think if uh, I think if we saw Seiko making very uh, obvious strides to improve their QC and their movement regulation and things like that, mm. uh, you know, maybe I'd, I'd find this to be a more trustworthy release, something that I'd you know happily maybe stretch the budget for. But um, there's just nothing to indicate that, at least no. for me. So. Uh, I would rather spend thirty five hundred bucks on hell. I mean, if I have thirty five hundred bucks to spend, I'll I would get one of the newer Tudor Rangers. At least this thing is cost. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a nice that's a nice watch too. Um, you know what I'm saying? We we were talking. So we're gonna talk about watch lust a little bit. There's a watch that I keep, I just keep coming back to it, man. And I was by this time in the year. I think I'd gotten like three new watches <laughs> so when it came out. I was just, oh, I can't do it. But um, but the the Manta, the SkyQuest, the limited oh, one, interesting with the, with the Alpine dial. Oh wow. man, that thing is what is that? That's like twenty five or something. Uh, and just you know, I was lucky enough to review the uh, the Coke version of it, mm. and just. The tolerances on that watch, just the fit, the finishing, everything is just, oh, it's bananas, dude. Um, and when they did that one to to kind of call back to the the super rare albino GMT Masters, 
Yeah. Man, what a watch. What a watch. That's something I, I still get very close to hitting add to cart and explaining you're, myself you're, later. Your finger <laughs> hovers over the button. A bead of sweat <laughs> drops down the side of your head. But then I think about begging for forgiveness. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I don't do I it. I have a moment of weakness. Bucks. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. Damn. Yeah, I'd, I'd have that left over and, I don't know, maybe money for a road trip. Money for a road trip. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Or you could... Oh, fuck. No, I'll drive one time zone over and use my Manta. <laughs> I told you I would need it. <laughs> <laughs> See, honey, we're on time. I, I told you. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have a cheeky response out here. For 3500 bucks. honestly, I could get into a Grand Seiko Quartz. Yeah. Like, I could get a sweet 9F Grand Seiko Quartz and have supreme accuracy and probably um, just much more reliability depending on the situation. And like that puts you in here, in my opinion, that just... The amount of engineering or over-engineering that goes into a Grand Seiko 9F quartz movement, to me, the price makes sense. Like, that makes total sense, you know? Well, that's another thing that the ID guy was mentioning in his video. It's it's difficult to really pin down the priorities for Seiko because when you go into the Grand Seiko range, we're, we're seeing prices like this. But Grand Seiko is all about accuracy. Like yeah. they, they they constantly talk to you about you know the way the nine F performs, the way the spring drive performs, uh, the reason for like blending the technology of mechanical and quartz right. and all this kind of stuff. They're all about that, and those those philosophies, I think, just don't really trickle down to to the prospects line or or you know whatever else you. Yeah, this is this is a prospects diver, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what they still have, let me see something. Yeah. The SBGN, the new, these, they discontinued the first, uh, generation of Ben, but they have the new SBGN 027. That's the, the black and white 9F quartz GMT. Oh man, that's good. That's good. It's $3,300. There you go. I mean... Okay, yeah, I'm adding. Okay, I'm adding this one to my list. Maybe yeah. probably even beat out the Manta. It's just we. I. I it's evidence to me that th- this thing was priced purely as. Um, it's not an accuracy purchase. It's not a reliability purchase. It's it's a heart purchase. Like mm-hmm. you have to be someone that loves the, the nostalgia and the history and the symbolism of, what this watch represents. <laughs> well. I'm going to get some people upset. If you're that type of person, mm-hmm. I recommend that you go over to WR Watches. Oh, my God. <laughs> WRWatches.com. Their little sub-brand is called 54, and that one is all about recreating the 62 MAS as close as possible. And they sell one. Yep, it's 37 millimeters in diameter, lug-to-lug 46, and you got yourself an NH35. It's literally called the 62 Miles. I'm on their side right now. Yep. Get get yourself one of those things. I <laughs> I might do it. <laughs> I honestly might do it. I was thinking about getting the, uh, the what is it, the 6105-8000 Slim Turtle copy that they do mm-hmm. uh, for like, I don't know, maybe $200. But this thing is $270. Uh, 
yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spend this and uh, 270 on this, take the rest of the money, go to Hawaii. I don't know. I'm six hours away. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Well, I mean, so I guess someone's argument to that would be like, oh, well, it needs to be from Seiko for it to be authentic to the story. And this could be a whole other episode, but, you know, how do you... It's got a Seiko movement inside. I mean... It does have a, it does have a Seiko movement. It does. But is, is current Seiko so far removed from historical Seiko contemporary to the time when the 62 miles was was originally when it when it was like the dog watch is current Seiko so far removed from that older Seiko to where you could potentially make some kind of argument where current Seiko doesn't really own that story anymore and so you could still honor the history of the 62 miles by purchasing from fucking WR watches that's a yeah. whole other episode <clears throat> Yeah, it's difficult to tell because I I don't know enough about diving and diving equipment and the pricing of that kind of hobby when recreational diving was really starting to emerge in, I guess, maybe mid to late 60s or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Probably late 60s. So I, I can't... I don't know if at the time Seiko was pricing the original divers as like, oh, this is a... You know, this is this is just the watch you pick up, just like the hose, just like the the tank, right. or the fins, or whatever. This is just another piece of kit. Or was it was it something like, uh, I'd say Rolexes were at that time, which could have been somebody's entire salary for two months or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know how. I, it'd be interesting to know how much they sold for initially, uh, because if. If Seiko was offering this as an accessible diver originally, this is like, this is like, we've really lost the plot. (laughs) Yeah. This is like Honda revealing the newest, uh, like base model civic base model and saying, okay, it starts at 40 (laughs) K. People are going to get mad about that, but yeah, they're going to rush the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Get yourself a fifty-four, sixty-two. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now. Are you gonna get the green one? Are you gonna get like the shiny gray one? You're gonna get like the flat black one. I think the shiny gray looks kind of nice. Uh, they have. They used to have one with red accents, but I don't think I see it anymore. Um, but yeah, there's 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 some there. I'd, maybe the maybe the shiny gray one. That's kind of cool. You gotta tell me how it is. I don't know. I, well, I still this is there's there's another WR watches that I've been looking at. Yeah, that that the slim the, turtle, the slim turtle ones. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's too funny. But no, it's it's it. I, I want to do that in an episode. Like the idea of like, because well, the problem is then that possibly informs the whole sort of impetus behind homage watches or depending on the situation, quote-unquote, like, replicas or fakes, you know. Obviously, the Rolex Submariner is the most famous one. You have Submariner iterations and homages all over the place, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Also, I had some tech difficulties, so I don't know how long we've been recording. So, if we're getting close to time, you got to tell me. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're still good. <laughs> we're still good. Dude, this was another Seiko that, um, gosh, let me get the... I gotta get the exact model. You could bring something up, but uh, these recently came out, and oh, is it the SS? No, 
So you can do it. I believe in you. So the Seiko Five Divers came out uh, in 38 millimeters, uh, April this year. Yes. And there's a teal one. Oh. They were like not teal, but that that kind of yeah. I, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess it's teal. It's just like that super rare seven five four eight that Seiko made in one December. I don't know when. <laughs> and there's a collector that we know that just loves to flaunt it. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> let me let me see if I can just send you a photo, because this thing I think is. Here, I'll just send you the whole article. Oh, this is this is another one that it would just be so easy to add to cart and whatever. Let me see. So this one, the teal one, would be the SRPK33. Oh, wow. That's a cool watch. Oh, these are cool. Okay. You could yeah. buy all of these. <laughs> you could. You really For could. Thirty-five. Oh, you could buy all of them. <laughs> You'd have money um, left over. You'd have you'd you still have like twenty three hundred bucks left over. <laughs> oh man. Oh, these are oh I like. Do they actually make the hand? Is it, is it the is it weird lighting or are the hands actually gold? I think they're all gilt hands. They're oh no, just on the teal and the orange, and then the 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 whitish gray and the black are just uh, regular. That's kind of cool. That's definitely kind of. It's funny on the teal, especially the teal. You have the gilt hands, but there's no gilt coloring on the bezel, so it oh, almost. Oh, the orange has the gilt on the bezel. Yeah, so it almost looks like replacement hands or something. <laughs> I think it's kind of. Cool. I don't know. That's that's pretty funky. Oh man. Um. Oh, I, I have one other. I have one other totally random pick. Okay. I would rather spend. I guess how much is this watch? I'd rather spend three thousand fifty dollars on the um. Do you remember the Aqua Racer Solar Graphs? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather buy this. It's titanium and it's solar. Yeah, there's there's a there's a couple of them. There, there's two generations of those now. Let me send you. This is the one that I was looking at. The the first one with the weird uh let me look. Oh yeah, not the not the weird like like laser tag weird looking rocky no that's that that's that's crazy that's crazy the 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 one i sent you is the one that i would actually like seriously consider. oh yeah this one this is yeah we wrote about this one when it came out in watches and wonders this Mm -hmm. year that is a cool watch i'd rather get that you know because at least with this 3500 bucks i'm not spending 3500 bucks on a story because that's what you're doing with the 62 moss you don't buy the 62 moss because you're just like oh man i really love that movement or like, oh man, I really love the fucking, I don't know, strap it comes with. Like, you're buying the watch for the story. But for, if I'm paying 3500 bucks, or in this case, 3000 bucks for the solar graph, I'm buying it because I love that it's solar. I want that. I love that it's also titanium. That's killer. You know what I mean? Like, there's actual features in the watch which attract me to it. Is 3000 bucks a lot? I mean, obviously, yes. But if I had 3500 bucks to spend on the Seiko, I'd rather buy this. Yeah. I made a list the other day of just other random watches that just <laughs> somebody called it my my current spank bank. <laughs> Is it in spreadsheet form? No, it's not. I'm not ah. that. I'm not that sophisticated with the spank bank. <laughs> uh, the new Steel Marathon Navigator. Yes. Oh, so cool. That's a good one. So cool. 
the the lunar pilot 43 we talked about that um we talked about this one we talked about the art the wr watches and man if they ever restock it which it's taken forever it's the cwc sbs 87 reissue oh yeah i don't have a cwc right now isn't that crazy oh my god your cwc list for for a long time for for have not been wearing underwear for a long time this is unheard of that's funny <laughs> i didn't know i mean like i guess i didn't realize you know yeah that lunar pilot oh man that's that's that, the kind I think of, it was cool huh that's the kind of watch you just don't take off man still the most accurate watch i've ever owned by well, far yeah makes yeah. sense uh, I guess maybe not counting the the radio controlled G Shock, which kind of cheats when it gets that its, cheats. its signal. <laughs> it gets its signal every night. Cheater, cheater. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I think that's the dividing line. That, like this particular sixty two Moss reissued, the pricing isn't really congruent with what you're getting. You now even have highlighted more this Seiko lottery Seiko roulette game. Um, so we've kind of pulled out of the range of, oh yeah, this item as an object is worth 3500 bucks, And we are now into this range of, is the story that this watch is trying to, you know, refresh or reping to the top of people's minds, is the story worth 3500 bucks? Um, I like the idea, though, of what you're saying, where they're trying to maybe dial it in closer to the original specs, which is, which is what, I guess the movement's trying to do but again i don't know doesn't make sense to me i mean i'm more excited about like i said i'm more excited about the movement use that use that movement put it in other stuff that is not as expensive as this uh slim things down if you can but i I, they're they're gonna sell out i'm sure oh yeah no of course because everyone's stupid (laughs) no because everyone's stupid that's uh, fine. You and you too can be stupid if you buy this watch as you, well. You see how quiet your your son is now that we're talking about good deals. <laughs> He's like, okay, good, good, dad, dad's on the dad's on the right track here. That's funny. Actually, you know what? You know what? I just realized I said the same exact thing you did about the Seiko movement in another Seiko release that came out during Watches and Wonders. What was that? It was the. It was the stupid um, uh, Tentagraph. Oh, that thing was crazy expensive, right? But was it? Wait, wait what did I? Was it the? Was it this one? Yes, it was very expensive. Um, I didn't really follow that one all that much. Yeah, the brand's first. What? That's what it was. It's the brand's first um, like mechanical chronograph, and I think. The point that I made in the article was this watch doesn't excite me, but the movement does. And I'm excited to see where else this movement gets used. Wow. $13,000. Jeez. We should have done an episode on this watch. Oof. But like, I, but like when, you, when you said that you were more excited for the future of the movement or what this movement represents for future releases, that's literally what I said with... Uh, with this watch with this watch and this movement too like this watch felt like of the, the, the this chronograph this grand chronograph just felt like a vehicle for the movement yeah i'd i'd like to know if anyone has gotten this watch yet i have no idea That's... i can't i have no idea 
Yeah, I forgot about this one. This is crazy. It's not bad. Mm. It's not bad looking. It's just huge. It's kind of forgettable. Yeah. For 13,000 bucks. Sorry, 13,700. Yeah. So that's what I see what happens. That's that's what I got. I, I think I think I think we've all learned a valuable lesson today. I guess you could also I don't know. You could buy a lot of ammunition for thirty five. You could. It's taking <laughs> a bit of a dark turn possibly. <laughs> Just thinking out loud. <laughs> you know? Bullets and beans, dude. I know, I know. I'm telling you, man. But no, it, 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 it you're you're right though. The watch is gonna sell out. Us being upset with this release is not gonna change or do anything. But if you're out there and you also feel like, hey, I don't know if this watch needs to exist, you're not alone. It doesn't. We agree with you. Yeah, and feel free to criticize me because I think, I don't know, maybe somebody can say, well, your your Doxa was 20, I don't know, maybe like 2200 at, at the time that I got in. It's just like an ETA movement. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's There's ETA movements in Steinhardt's. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've maybe I've committed the same crime, but um, I don't know. I, I think I think the Seiko could have been a little bit different, and maybe maybe I'm just so butthurt that I still can't get a 62. It, it's entirely possible, but <laughs> WR watches makes it possible, Michael. You, you you too can get a 62 miles now. That's true, man. This uh, he doesn't like that idea. <laughs> you can really hear him screaming. So he's like, "No, don't go that don't far." Do it. <laughs> just save up i believe in you get the manta no oh man he's too funny that's so funny. i'm surprised you can hear him yeah he's got a lot of different cries it's very interesting he has like clearly i'm in terror cries and then he has this like mopey like kind of cry that's that, what he's doing that right neutral now. like ah, it's four o'clock <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's what that's what he's doing right now uh, that's funny <laughs> well here man let's uh let's do how, how are we at time like i said i can't see the time yeah oh we can get you a new microphone also with uh with some of that money we can get you did did you look at the microphone that i sent you Oh, sorry. I, I I was I was like I was like what? oh yeah. So that that's part of the thirty five hundred dollars. For thirty five hundred dollars, we can upgrade my recording setup. No, but we need to put the thirty five hundred specifically to the microphone listing that I sent you. For the uh, Blink 182 one eighty two hundred and fifty thousand dollar. Yeah, we. <laughs> I, I gotta talk to you about that. We need <laughs> we need that microphone. <laughs> we need to we need to take out a line of credit, a line of TVWS credit. <laughs> Someone is apparently selling the microphone used on enema of the state uh what is it neighborhoods self-titled all of that stuff that's crazy man Hundred fifty thousand. yeah we we can finance that that's cool okay maybe, maybe we can take out a paypal credit card or something <laughs> we'll talk oh yeah they can't stop emailing us about getting a credit card right i mean if they want if they want to encourage our bad decisions and all right cool let's make a bad decision that's cool <laughs> Whatever I used, I every time I uh, was in the past, I used to buy like guitars and gear and stuff, and just get myself into the into debt. And I'd just be like, "Whatever, man, my government's in debt. I'll just, I'm just, <laughs> just, just doing what they do." You're way too punk rock for your own good. <laughs> if it's good enough for the man, it's good enough for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> chuck it on the pile, man. That's so that's, good. that's what we got. I mean, let us know what you think about this Seiko. Maybe it's a maybe it's a good deal. Maybe I'm not seeing it. Maybe the six L series is more special than I think it is. Uh, maybe Seiko's underselling themselves with the accuracy. Um, I don't know. I've I've had a lot of I've had a range of different Seiko movements come in recently, and it, it just still seems kind of all over the place. Um, so let us know what you think or Michael, may, maybe all those things, or maybe you're entirely right. Maybe I'm not usually, I'm not usually. So I just, I like to leave, leave the door open. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, old friend. There you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on the other, on the flip side, tell us what you'd rather spend $3,500 on. Let us know your thoughts in regards to kind of how we talked about the watch if your feelings on this watch are aligned with ours, or like Michael is saying, if we're totally off base, it's all good. Either way, check out the site, twobookwatchknobs.com. Um, you can, uh, how the how, do, how can people tell us their thoughts? Mm. Email? Is email good? AOL Instant Messenger. AOL. Um, who else is on AIM? Anyone else on AOL, AOL Instant Messenger right now? Threads. Get us on God. threads. Yeah, we get us uh, on threads. You can hit us up by email. You can hit us up at tbws.contact at gmail.com. That email again is tbws.contact at gmail.com. Or honestly, just go to go to Mike's post on the twobookwashknobs.com site and leave him a comment. Yeah, that's an easy way to do it. Yeah. You've been refreshing those comments like every hour, haven't you? Not every hour. I think once a day. Once a day, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. We we do we do have we look at the comments and we approve them because people try to comment and like I don't know sell supplements on our on our watch website. Yeah, please don't approve those comments. Just <laughs> only approve watch related comments. <laughs> yeah, we don't do it because we want to like censor anything. It's just like there's ridiculous spam that comes through. Yeah. So feel free to call me a bonehead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the spam comments because it's just like uh, it's just like, like like oh yeah this is a great watch you're talking about. Do you want Cialis one in a hundred Cialis? I'm like fucking <laughs> listen yes but that's besides the point. Okay, not on my website. Let Man. me give you my other email. Let me give you my other email address. Talk to me over here. <laughs> let me let me give you let me give you my WhatsApp. All right, and we can just talk on WhatsApp. Super God. sketch. Yeah. God heaven. Jesus. It's a family website. No, it's not a family website. But here, let's um, let's do that, man. Yeah, go to twobookwatchtops.com. Let us know your thoughts on the actual post, the uh, the, the the on the Seiko 62 Moss reissue post. Uh, I think that's everything, Michael. Is it that sad time? It's that sad time. <laughs> Say goodbye and wait for the hate mail to roll in. <laughs> you say goodbye to the kiddos, and I'll uh, I'll round it up. All right, guys, take care. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Tearbook Watch Knobs. Later. Later.